Welcome to the Have It All Marriage Podcast. Bob Gerais here, and I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I've been working on a book, and I'm excited to do it. It's just, I want to get it right, so I don't want to rush it to market. But what I wanted to put in this podcast is I was going to read you an excerpt from one of my favorite chapters. So the name of the chapter is The Divine Dynamics of Christian Marriage. In the intricate tapestry of Christian marriage, the roles of husband and wife are divinely ordained, reflecting the very nature of God himself. Now, I want you to think about that for a minute. It's like God is like woven into us and woven in to, to, to marriage like, like, like a tapestry. And as we delve deeper into the tenets of Christian marriage, we discover a profound framework guided by love First and foremost, and this is agape love, this is not the you make me feel good love, this is the I will give you this love even when you don't deserve it, or even especially when you don't deserve it. This is the love that Jesus gave to us. It's guided by respect, and it's guided by the pursuit of sanctification. Now let's kind of back up here for a minute, and let's talk about the fact that we have one purpose on this earth as men. And it might feel good and it might sound good to say because we want to get paid or we want to have fun behind closed doors with our wife. But the bottom line is this. This life is very temporary and at the end of this life there is eternity. And so we've got to stay focused on what is the eternal purpose of us being here on this earth. And the eternal purpose of us being here on this earth is to find Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, and it is to surrender to him and claim him as our Lord and Savior. And then, and this is what the churches miss, it is to do our best to become more like him every day. Because the churches, are, are they're big on are you paid up and prayed up and ready to go up, but they, they kind of, they peter out on this whole idea of, of, of sanctification, and so if you look at the idea of your life and the purpose of your life is that it's not only to find Jesus, but then it's to become like him and act like him and role model him to the earth. And then for maybe 3% of us, they're like Paul, who are saying, I'm not going to marry. I'm just going to go out and, and establish and, and execute on the great commandment and the great commission. But for 97% of us, it's to take a wife. And then when we take that wife, she becomes our church, she becomes our ministry, and now it is on us, it is our duty, it is our responsibility, and it is our, it is our solemn obligation to lead her to a place of salvation and sanctification, and it's by our example. And so this purpose of our life to, to follow Jesus and lead our wife and our children in that space, that's what we're doing here. And so what you come to understand is that our wife is now part of this, this trinity that is woven into us and woven into Christian marriage. And that's what we're going to talk about more here. And so the next thing I want to talk about is how we reflect the divine image of God. At the very foundation of Christian marriage lies the truth that man and woman are created in the image of God. The triune nature of God revealed in Genesis when he says, let us make man in our image. Who is our? In, in the English Bible, Jesus has not quite yet been foretold, but in the, in the Hebrew Bible, it's very clear that Jesus is being foretold. But this idea of, I mean, marinate on that for a second, let us make man in our image. It establishes the groundwork for understanding the roles within marriage. 
Just as God exists as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in perfect unity, so too does the marriage reflect this divine image. So now we move on and we see that God is the head of the marriage. In Christian marriage, the ultimate authority and headship rests with God the Father. He is the guiding force, he is the divine orchestrator, and he is the source of wisdom for the couple. As husband and wife seek to align their lives and decision with God's will, they acknowledge his sovereignty and submit to his loving leadership. Now, this is in a working marriage. And brothers, I know if you're listening to this podcast, there's probably a very good chance that right now it doesn't seem like you have a 100% chance of success in your marriage. But I want to comfort you and I want to encourage you that when you do marriage God's way, that you have a 100% chance of success and your marriage has a 100% chance of success because this is so foundational to our relationship with God and our purpose here on the planet. God did not create your marriage to fail. He hates divorce. It is not his will that your marriage fail. If your marriage is failing, it is because you are failing in your Christian walk and you are failing in your purpose in life. But the way to fix the marriage with a 100% chance of success is to do it God's way. And so that's what I'm explaining to you here. And so when we when we look at, okay, so what does this look like? Well, as, as we begin to break this down, we have God the Father at the head of the marriage, and then we're to role model Jesus. Now, why, why do I say that? Well, it's Ephesians 5.25. Husbands, love your wife as Christ loved the church. And unfortunately, the English word love is not a good word. It's a very impractical and imprecise way of, of stating love. The Greek, obviously, they have five different ways, and, and most believers have heard them. What, what we miss when we talk about, and we talk about it all the time, we talk about Ephesians 5.25, Ephesians 5.25, love her like Christ loved the church. Well, the thing is, is like, it doesn't say that in the Greek. What it says in the Greek is agapo, which is a form of agape. It's that agape love. What is that agape love? That agape love is the Christ-like love. The love that is always open and warm and kind and caring and loving and compassionate and, and accepting and, and seeing the best in someone and giving them the benefit of the doubt and serving them sacrificially, even in most especially when they don't deserve it and, and being willing to forgive them a billion times a second if they're not doing it back for you. That's what it says when it says husbands love your wife as Christ loved the church. And so many people miss that. So as we look at that, your job inside the marriage is to be the role model for that kind of love. You're supposed to set the example for that kind of love. You're supposed to set your compass and your GPS to that kind of love and deliver that to your wife and to your children and your wife most especially because of Ephesians 5 and verse 25. And then your wife is supposed to then follow your lead. That's why it says wives submit to their husband. Now, before the women get mad at me, it also says submit to each other. And there's a place for that. And that's kind of a different podcast. But what I'm talking about is you as the head of the family, you as the head of the marriage, you as the head of the wife. It doesn't mean you get to put your boot on her neck and tell her what to do. It means that you become so much more like Jesus in your divine path of sanctification faster and further ahead of her that she sees you and says, he is becoming who I aspire to be as a a Christian, as a follower of Jesus, as a man, the man he is becoming, I want to be the female version of that. And I want him to lead me there because clearly he gets it and he's further ahead and he can lead me where I want to go. Why does she want to go that way? 
because God himself designed her and programmed her to want to be like that. And even if you look at atheists, the most, the most attractive human behaviors are the savior behaviors. They're the, they're the Christ-like behaviors. It's who we all want to be if we're sitting in our highest seat of self and we can get past our ego and our pride. And, and, and we want to long to be like that. And we want to long to be with our Lord Jesus, who is like that. And so when you get there first, you're leading her. So you are, are role modeling this, this idea of Jesus inside the marriage. And I, I can't get that through your head enough. That, that the husband is the role model of Jesus. And in this role as the head of the marriage, the man is called to emulate the sacrificial love and servant leadership of Jesus Christ. Just as Jesus selfishly gave himself for the church, the husband is to sacrificially love his wife, leading and cherishing her with humility, kindness, and selflessness. His example becomes a beacon of Christ's love within the marriage for all to see for everyone your marriage touches. I cannot emphasize this enough. This is what we are called to do. And what does the world say? Well, what do they say on the comments of my social media ads? Oh, he's a cuck. Oh, he's a simp. Oh, he's, he's whipped. And, and he's not a man. He's emasculated. Brothers, I'm going to tell you something. I've got, I've got a challenge for every, any man who thinks that. Try to do what I just said it's your job to do. Try to be that guy in the face of her bad behavior and try to not lose your temper. Try to reflect love and light and kindness and compassion and forgiveness and buckle down and give her something that you don't feel like she deserves because of the way that she's treating you. And you tell me who the strong man is when you're, when you're doing that and you tell me who the weak man is when you're running from that. So enough said about that. The next thing that I want to say, and this is the thing that just always blows men's minds. So be prepared, brother. Your mind's about to be blown. That your wife has the role of the Holy Spirit. In Christian marriage, the wife assumes the role of the Holy Spirit, an advocate and helper to her husband. Just as the Holy Spirit guides, convicts, confronts, the wife supports and encourages her husband in his spiritual journey. She exemplifies the quality of the Holy Spirit, gentleness, wisdom, discernment, encouragement, enabling her husband to grow in faith and holiness. Now let's break this down and you're going to see that it's true. Like the, the, the alarm bell should be going off in your head because imagine yourself back in this space where you're thinking, my purpose in life is this path of sanctification. My purpose in life is to get myself and my wife and my family in a position where we're able to submit to Jesus and through his grace and through his finished work on the cross and his spilled blood, that, that we find our way to heaven. And we not only find our way to heaven, but we find our way to heaven in such a way that we hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Not that you're a wicked and lazy slave, not that you deserve punishment or you deserve anything than the full measure of what's coming to you in heaven. And so it's our job, and we do that not for our wife, not for ourselves, not for our children. We do that for Christ Jesus who did it for us. And, and for, for, for guys like you, man, I mean, I, there's tears in my eyes when I'm saying this right now because, because there's so much love there, man. There's so much love, and, and you want to give this back to Jesus. And so when you're in your higher seat of self, when you're, when, you're in, when you're at your best, when you're not in your ego, when you're not in your pride, and you're thinking about this, you know that it's true. 
And then what ends up happening is that life here on Earth, this broken, fallen, sinful, egotistical, uh, prideful, um, sinful world and flesh and body that we're in, like we, we lose sight of that. And we're no longer in our higher seat of self and pursuing football becomes more important or baseball or 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 alcohol or pornography or flirting or whatever it is or or social media or whatever it is that is that has got us distracted from that purpose and from god and when that happens what then happens is that our wife as the ultimate gps that what like god gave us everything we need as a man to get ourselves and our wives in a position and our children in a position for salvation and sanctification and treasures in heaven. But the one thing he did not give us was the GPS, at least not inside our body. The way he gave us the GPS is our wife. And so now our wife, the GPS, when we get off that path, she becomes the convictor. She becomes the adversary. She makes our life miserable by denying us what we need, by, by, by irritating us, by angering us, by arguing with us, by trying to push us off of our path. This is Genesis 3 and verse 16. She has a desire for her husband. That means she has a desire to knock you off your current path, to control you, to get you back on another path. Why is she doing that? Because God programmed her with this rock-solid compass, and she knows in her bones if you are actually pursuing your sanctification. Because how can you love her like Christ if you are not like Christ? And so when you become less like Christ, and she realizes it, she feels less loved, like Ephesians 5.25 is programmed into her body, and she reacts by causing you pain. Now, she might want to do that. She might not know she's doing that. It's what God programmed her to do. So cut her some slack, brother. It's like she's doing what God programmed her to do. And then the thing is, is now once you get bumped back on the path, assuming that you're able to get bumped back on the path, and you're back on this path of sanctification, and you're back on loving her like Christ loved the church, and, and now all of a sudden she's feeling that kind of love, then she becomes the advocate. Then she becomes the comforter. And she will comfort you to the best of her ability in every room of the house, brother. In every room of the house. And so God has given you this wonderful, beautiful GPS that is telling you if you are or not on a path of sanctification. And this all ties into your marriage and it all ties into your future. How beautiful is that? How gorgeous is that? How brilliant is that? How awesome is the God we love and the God we serve? So that where this goes next is to actually leading the family to sanctification. One of the primary responsibilities of the husband within Christian marriage is to lead the family on the path of sanctification. You, my brother, are tasked with nurturing the spiritual growth of your wife and children, fostering an environment of love, grace, and truth through prayer, through biblical guidance, and a genuine pursuit of God being in his word and, and, and Christian fellowship, you are to guide your family towards a deeper relationship with Christ. That's why you're here, man. That's why you're here. It's not to get paid and to get laid. Every man wants to get paid. Every man wants to get laid. And there's nothing wrong with either of those two things. God invented it all. And he wants you to get as much of that as you want to go after as long as you don't, as long as you don't break these rules, as long as, as long as it doesn't get in front of God, as long as it doesn't become the most important thing in the world to you. 
So you make God the most important thing in the world to you. You make this the most important thing to the world to you. And God is going to bless you. And he doesn't have any problem with you getting paid or getting laid. Just do it right. Do it God's way. And you have a 100% chance of success. So the, ne the next thing, though, is that uh, uh, before we leave this, I want to go back and I just want to touch on the fact, just so I hammer this into your head, that, that your wife has a convicting role when you are not doing it, when you are putting sports or beer or pornography or laziness or slothfulness or um, being in your head or social media or, or work or money or whatever it is, when you're putting it ahead of God, like she knows it. And so when you deviate from that path of sanctification, it's her role to act as an adversarial advocate, mirroring the convicting work of the Holy Spirit. With humility and love, we hope, remember, brother, she's on a path of sanctification too. So if she's, if she's doing this right and you're leading her to a path of sanctification and she is tearing down the walls of pride and ego the same as you are and inviting the Holy Spirit in not just in words but actually doing it, then, then if you're lucky, then you get convicted with humility and love. If you're not doing this right, what ends up happening is she has got her pride and her ego up as high as it's going to go, and she is blocking out God and the Holy Spirit, and, and you are going to get convicted, but it's not going to be with humility and love. It's going to be with fire and brimstone. It's going to be with fangs and claws. It's going to, she can make you more miserable than, than most people on the face of the earth. And so the thing is, is like, how do you want her to convict you? Do you want her to convict you with humility and love, or do you want her to convict you with fangs and claws? It's up to you, man, based on what you set as a culture inside your family and where you're leading her. And that's all about your alignment with God and your own path of sanctification. So... The thing is, is like whether you get the, 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 the love and the humility, whether you get the fangs and the claws, she's challenging your harmful behaviors and she's encouraging you to realign your life with God's truth. And this role requires wisdom and discernment and a deep understanding of your heart. And man, I just I, I, I could just talk for like 100 hours here. Like, how can she understand your heart if you don't understand it? You don't understand a brother because when you were two years old, you were told to turn your pants around front, zip them up front, be a man, stuff your emotions, lie about them, hide them, deny them, suppress them, sedate them. And the only, the only emotion you're allowed to show if it's painful and you're in public is anger. So she's hardened her heart to you if you're listening to this podcast. You've hardened your heart to her. She doesn't know your heart, man. She, she is incapable of doing this correctly. You've got to tear all that stuff down. You've got to tear down that pride. You've got to tear down that ego. You've got to find a way to drag this stuff out of your shadow and expose it so that she can actually see and feel your heart. And when she sees and feels your heart, she knows that this sanctifying work is actually happening inside you. And inside of that space, she's able to be much more gentle and loving about the way that she does this. I hope this is making sense for you. And then there's the comforting role of the wife. And this is the good part, man. This is what you're waiting for. This is what I want. This is what you want. This is what every man who is married to his wife wants. It's that feminine comfort in every room of the house. It's those soft kisses. It's the smiles when she sees you. It's when she around you, she's happier and she's laughing and giggling and playing and tickling and teasing and hugging you with her hip bones against yours and looking at you with those eyes of respect, those eyes of appreciation and those eyes of desire, whispering in your ear, pulling you into the bedroom and closing the door and locking it, saying the kids are going to be watching a loud TV show for 30 minutes and I couldn't wait till tonight kind of comfort. That's what we want, man. 
And when you remain steadfast in your pursuit of sanctification, your wife, acting as the Holy Spirit, offers comfort and support. She affirms and encourages you, affirming your spiritual growth and uplifting you in times of trouble. Her words and her actions become a source of solace, strengthening their bond and fostering an environment of spiritual flourishing. Now your entire family is flourishing, man, because you're the chief flourishment officer. You're the chief emotions officer to, to maintain her emotional health. You're the chief certainty officer to maintain her certainty. The chief mental health officer to maintain her mental health. The chief safety officer to maintain her safety. And, 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 and when you do all of this, then you ascend to this role of, of chief flourishment officer. And now your family is flourishing. So the thing is, is it's like, when, and I've said this for years, man, that your wife is an adversarial advocate. And what I want you to know is it's not merely a helpmate. Like the, the English translation is, is, is just not good enough for me, man. I mean, obviously we can't all learn Hebrew and we can't all learn Aramaic and we can't all learn Greek. But like we miss so much when we don't dive into God's word and we go reverse engineer it for ourselves and see what it actually said, not what somebody translated it to hundreds of years ago. So what I want to say is that contrary to popular misconceptions, the wife's role as the Holy Spirit goes beyond that of a mere helpmate. While she does provide support and assistance to her husband, her role encompasses much more. She is an adversarial advocate, challenging her husband to grow, holding him accountable to his spiritual responsibilities, and spurring him on towards godliness. So to sum this up and to conclude, what I want to say is that Christian marriage is a divine dance of roles and responsibilities mirroring the very nature of God. As the husband embodies the example of Christ's sacrificial love, the wife in her role as the Holy Spirit guides, convicts, and comforts. Together they embark on a lifelong journey of sanctification and drawing closer to God and cultivating a union that glorifies Him. Now, brother, if you're listening to this and you're like, I know this is the path for my life. I know that I need to do this. I just don't know how. What I want to tell you is that that's what we do. What we are doing inside this real man revolution is helping to lay aside the fake world of getting paid and getting laid as a primary focus of life and getting our hearts and our minds and our souls focused back on Jesus and becoming like him and leading our family to that space. And what we find is that men have ignored this and it's not, it's not your fault, brother. Like Satan has co-opted this world and you have had stuff dumped on you and you didn't know any better when you were a kid and you were told go out and make money and that's all you need to do. Well, what I'm going to tell you is that men come to us and they now they're in trouble in their marriage and now it's falling apart and now everything they care about is on the line and they're, they're worried another man is going to at best walk their daughter down the aisle and at worst do things that are unspeakable. And so now they need to collapse decades of their Christian walk into an 8 or 10 or 12 week period. They need to collapse decades of, of, of maturity and how you, how you show up as a husband. What do elite husbands say and what do they do and what do they not say and what do they do not do? Decades of that learning into a short number of weeks. They need to collapse decades of learning how to communicate with their wife, especially on the difficult conversations, and ensure that in every one of those conversations, their wife leaves the conversation feeling better than she entered it. And they need to collapse decades of not knowing how to keep all of this growing and all of this expanding into a short number of weeks because the clock is ticking and she said that she's done and she's making plans to move out and she's talking about divorce 
And so if you want help figuring out how to collapse decades that it takes being in prayer and study and in the word and studying elite level husbands and trying to figure out how to make yourself into that man, then I encourage you to check out our various resources, our YouTube channel, which is YouTube at Real Man Revolution. You know how to do it, YouTube slash at sign Real Man Revolution or www.realmanrevolution.com. And you can start there and get some free training. And brother, I'll see you on the other side.